Well, it's great that we can all be together. And this Thanksgiving, no uh, yelling, no hysteria, especially with your grandpa not here, although we miss him. So let's do it right. And Wendy, uh, why don't you say grace? You still have to say grace, remember? Dear Lord, thank you for this Thanksgiving holiday and for all the material possessions that we have and enjoy and for letting us white people kill all the Indians and steal their Wendy. tribal lands and stuff ourselves like pigs okay. even though children okay. in Asia are being napalmed. Okay. Jesus, enough, all right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it's Thanksgiving mm-hmm. again. Well, I mean, I think you're in for a good one this time around. This is a very, I hesitate to say fun movie, but it's a great movie. Yeah. I'm <laughs> looking forward to talking about it. Yes. We have a lot to say about this wonderful mm-hmm. movie, but everybody I I listening out there, my name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the, the movies, movies that, that made, made us gay. gay. Yay. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining. Yes. Yeah, Scott. Why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce our guest, and uh, let's get started talking about this wonderful movie. We had our guest, Stanley Jacobus. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Yes. Stanley Jacobus. I got that in the first try. I'm terrible terrible with names on this show. But we watched The Ice Storm, directed by Ang Lee. Stanley, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much, you guys. Premiered at Cannes, May 12th, 1997. Released nationwide, September 27th. 1997. Okay. Can. All right. Debut at Can. Love it. Ang Lee. Hot hot commodity at this time. I mean, he would have just been coming off of his Oscar nominations for Sense and Sensibility. Sensibility. I think that the nominations came out as they were making the movie. Okay. Okay. Um, 97. Do you remember where you were? I remember where I was in 1997, and you know where I was? Not uh, in the theater watching this movie. Oh, definitely not me. (laughs) I did not see this in the theater, and I probably didn't see it for uh, quite a while. Stanley, where were you when you first saw this movie? Um, I saw this in the theater. Because you you specifically wanted to do this movie. (laughs) Um, I actually did want to talk about this movie. I I had a very peculiar mother. And (laughs) she, um, the kind of mother who I was actually talking to Scott about this, she Mm -hmm. took me to go see Showgirls. um, Incredible. Which is wonderful, yes. But as a um, (laughs) nine-year-old, how I got into this movie was a a very interesting experience. Uh, She thought it was a musical um, I mean, wow. she's so not wrong. She was not incredibly wrong, but she was. Um, <laughs> she was friends with a manager at our small theater in Portland, okay. and um, so I got into a lot of movies that I wasn't supposed to, and The Ice Storm was one of them. Sure. And um, I was eleven. Okay. And she dropped me and Cody Smith off at this at this movie theater and uh, bought us tickets and left us there. Okay. Go and, to the ice um, storm. Go to the ice storm. <laughs> um, all, all I knew is that Christina Ricci was in it yeah. and Elijah Wood Little was in Wednesday it. Wednesday Adams. Exactly. And, <laughs> and as um, a young preteen um, and someone who was not quite gay yet, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to go see my my crush, you know, Christina Ricci. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and so, yeah, I, I had convinced, um, you know, little straight Cody Smith to go mm-hmm. to the movies with me. And, um, and I, I, yeah, I definitely watched this in, in the theater. 
Did you enjoy it? Do you remember enjoying it at the time? Yeah, what was your initial impression of it? I, um, well, my eyes were glued uh, to the screen the entire time for sure. sure. Um, I did spend a lot of the time, though, kind of like awkwardly glancing to my right um, (laughs) for Cody's reaction because he was just, it was just very awkward. Sure. Um, Because even at 11, it was was just a very interesting experience. you know, just it's a very adult film. It's yeah. a movie like about adults and very adult issues, but there are children in this movie. Oh, yeah. That are sort of experiencing these things parallel to the grown ups. Oh, which sure. Is, which is yeah. very fascinating. Very much so. And all these kids are um, doing the things that the adults are doing as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. I grew up in a very peculiar environment where um, I'd kind of, um, I kind of. Was in the positions that these children were in, too, um, where, you know, like our parents had big parties and we uh-huh. were, um, you know, rolling joints for our, our, our parents. And, <laughs> Did you, you have know, to serve um, guests, it, it, Basically, like Elijah you know Wood what I mean? And, uh, uh, little Jody Foster. For, for the most part, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was not too far-fetched. So, so what did Cody have to say about the movie when you were walking out? Was he just like, what the, don't ever call me again? Like, um, <laughs> you know, it, our, our visits uh, kind of waned out. After that, um, he was disappointed that there was no nudity. I do remember Mm -hmm. that conversation happening after it was over, that there was no nudity. Um, But yeah, we didn't really hang out very much after that one. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Usually the movies that we did see uh, were, you know, scary films or, um, you know, comedies with Adam Sandler or something like that. But um, yeah, we didn't really talk very much after that. (laughs) But you loved it. That's all. I I really did. Yeah. And since then, um, like I mentioned previously, I've I've watched it yearly. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just it's held a soft spot. I always see a lot of people posting about this movie around this time of year yeah oh it's definitely a holiday mm-hmm. movie yeah it's yeah, definitely sure. a holiday movie and especially like for thanksgiving there's not all that many thanksgiving movies too so <laughs> i feel like this one is definitely one that uh a lot of people uh remember sure. specifically for being set around the weekend of thanksgiving sure mm-hmm. i will d- i will agree with that for sure yeah um scott so I first saw this movie. I rented it from our video store after I had read about it. I've talked about on the show Teen Movie Line. And I remember yeah. they were doing profiles of just young actors, like yeah. 25 of the best actors under 25 or something. Right. And I think that this showed up on Christina Ricci, Tobey Maguire, yeah. and Katie Holmes' profile. Mm-hmm. That I'm just like, what is this movie called The Ice Storm? Because it sounds really interesting. Right. And then I tracked it down at our local video store and we had it. Oh, yeah. And this is a really interesting movie for a high schooler to watch if they think that they're if they know that they're into film, that they want to watch something arty, but and this movie I feel like is a good introduction for young people for art house cinema. If that, if that kind of makes no, totally. any yeah, sense. It does. Yeah. And for our show, I've kind of toyed with, well, should we do a movie like American Beauty? Oh, it's and then so I'm just funny like, you say that. And then I'm just like, I really don't want to, I really don't want to talk about Kevin Spacey for 90 minutes. <laughs> but then I feel like the ice storm, just because I was, when I was in high school, I definitely flipped for a movie like American Beauty. This is a prequel to American and Beauty. This yeah. is, and this kind it of, is a prequel to American Beauty. It kind Beauty. of sure. does a yeah. lot of the themes that <laughs> a movie like that did. But I feel like The Ice Storm might age a little better 20-some yes. years later. 100%. So I feel like 
we have to put all of our uh, enthusiasm for a movie like American Beauty into Ang Lee's The Ice Storm. I sure. completely agree. So yeah. kind of why I wanted to do it on this show. Okay. 110%. Mm, yeah. All right. All right. And American Beauty was that movie that like it has a, it had those art house elements, but I felt like – Okay, my mom would really like yes. this movie. You know, it, it kind of had that crossover. Well, I think that America, what American Beauty had going for it was comedy. That it really leaned into the satirical elements uh-huh. of the story, uh-huh. while a movie like The Ice Storm does not. It sure. is a little more icy. <laughs> no Ayo. pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> especially sort of how it presents its characters. I wouldn't say that uh-huh. this movie is judgmental of them. But it definitely – you leave this movie very moved sure, yeah. and that it is just an icy experience and especially that there's all of these images of ice in the movie like uh, them oh, cracking, the trays, yeah. cracking the ice trays, mm-hmm. how the sound of the ice when it's freezing it's outside. Like tinkling. Like the tingling mm-hmm. of it. So yeah. What about you, Pete? Um – I'm not sure when I first saw this movie. I feel Did like... I introduce you to this movie? No, I had seen you it. You had seen it? Okay. I had seen it. I feel like... Oh, I love introducing people I... to this movie. <laughs> I probably rented it around the time uh, of Brokeback. Okay, so just you're just sort of, of bone up on his. You're kind of going back to Lee's yeah. filmography. And that knowing, makes sense. knowing that I should have seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, I like everybody in it. Love Kevin Klein. Mm-hmm. Love Sigourney. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that was back when I still kind of thought Tobey Maguire was kind of cute. Now I kind of think he's kind of dopey looking, but yeah, yeah that's another story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he's kind of he's kind of aging into a into a a middle aged lesbian at this point. Uh, in yes, his life. Yes, um, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and even like Elijah Wood was still young, like pretty young at this point. But that this was one of those movies where it's like, wow, look at Elijah Wood, that like kid. He's like grown up, and he's like pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Um, his eyes. Oh my goodness! His Get eyes out of here. are so perfect yeah. in this film. Um, so I feel like it was around that time that I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up on on his filmography that I should have seen, and I know I should have seen it, and I just missed it, and I and I rented it and and saw it, and enjoyed it, and was just like, okay. And this is one of those movies that uh, you know, when we talk about period movies, our friend Marlene, who uh, was on the show, she did Truth or Dare with us, mm-hmm. Madonna's Truth or Dare, but uh, Marlene, a lot of times when we talk about period movies, uh, will say if a movie, if a period movie transported her, yeah, if you feel transported to the era you know because of the costumes and the hair and the you know um the you know art direction art direction yep thank Mm -hmm. you thank you and this is one of those movies that i feel like it does transport you it's not that it's not that thing where like oh this is so the 70s by way of the 90s Mm -hmm. it did they i think that they got a lot right over in uh in the art direction especially the costumes i would wear christina ricci's Red Riding Hood poncho. That poncho like, is on the divine. rag. I would wear that. Like I like Elijah Wood's knit sweater. I mean, he wears quite a few of them. He's got mm-hmm. like some sweater vests going on. Christina Ricci's sweater too that she wears with that that purple. That when she takes the poncho off, finally mm-hmm. that she's wearing. Oh, it's yeah. wonderful. Um, yeah, the costumes are great. Um, these the set design is crazy. I, I mean, I say this all the time. I'm 
from LA. I'm a West Coast person. I do not have a lot of experience on the East Coast. Have you ever been to Connecticut? I've never been to Connecticut. I oh, see. It's I see beautiful. I'm I'm sure it is, but these houses. These yeah. two houses, what in the hell? They, they just live in the woods in these monolithic they exist. like they exist. Cube they look houses. exactly mm-hmm. like this too. It's Even crazy. today, they look they look exactly like this. Just these wall length, just yeah. this wall length like, windows in the middle of the woods. modern boom of like the oh, early sixties or something. They're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Um it's crazy though to to see it. I'm just not used to that sure. kind of, you know, neighborhood mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm like, what? Who lives like in these nutso houses? How rich are they? But you know, there's a lot of like visual elements to kind of um not just visual elements. There's a lot of stuff in there indicating kind of like their social status. Like these are these are well-off people, you know. That's not they're not middle class. I would say they're upper middle class, you know. Yeah. Um I really like the shot when uh, Kevin Klein on the train platform, and it's just filled with all these people wearing the same trench coat. Oh, yeah. It's like, God, nobody got like a black one or like a plaid one. It's a 70s. Jeez. You know what that reminded me of was in Edward Scissorhands <laughs> oh, when yeah, everybody totally. like is pulling out of the driveway mm-hmm. and they're all like in the same car, but yeah. different colors, like the pastel colors and their houses are all the same and yeah. they're all pulling out at the same time. It's very, Absolutely. very reminiscent. Yeah, totally. Sale of these trench coats at like JCPenney. At Sears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that has to do, you know, like conformity and middle class, you know, conformity and being, you know, well, keeping up with the Joneses in, and well, all it's that. it's kind of interesting for when this movie is set. It's that it's set in 1973 in uh-huh. Connecticut. And this is the suburbs that sort of the 60s free love has kind of made its way to sure. middle America into the suburbs. Yeah. That they're just sort of catching the bus on... Everything key parties. the cultural scene oh, of the, the late sixties. <laughs> I mean, this is also would you call this second wave feminism and kind of the late sixties and early seventies? I don't know enough about feminism. I think it's I think it's second wave feminism. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um women's lib there's a new thing called women's lib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can definitely um, see that with the Joan Allen and Sigourney Weaver characters, yeah. too. And with Allison and Janney as well oh, near man. the end, for I, sure. I always forget she's in it. And, and then every she, time that door she opens, opens the door. Yes. And this is around like, that time when Never. movies and TV were starting to catch on to Allison Janney, too. I think it's right oh, yeah, yeah. before she did a show like The West Wing. It's right before American Beauty, too. Right before like American Beauty. This, and then American yep. Beauty was a year or two later. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I forgot she's in American Beauty. She, oh, Jeez, she's great in American please. Beauty. So mm-hmm. small. But she's like the catatonic like, yeah, wife. Yeah, like the okay. dementia mom. Sure, sure. Now I remember. I try to block everything but Annette Benning. Oh, you know, uh, I really love Thora Birch in American she, Beauty, yeah, which is so yeah. funny because speaking of like Christina Ricci, um, there was Now and Then mm-hmm. with Christina Ricci and Thora Birch. And then Christina Ricci did this and then Thora Birch did American Beauty. I yeah. just, it's funny that – I don't yeah. know. And I'm that. sure that Christina Ricci was brought in to read for Janie. You know who American turned Beauty down too. Janie Sarah was um, – no, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman And I'm sure Natalie down. Portman would have probably been – considered for a movie like this yeah as well yeah i think it's in the trivia that she mm-hmm. she was offered it hmm. yeah those three probably went up for a lot of the same yeah more than likely a lot of the same roles i mean ghost world oh mm-hmm. ghost they World. they wanted they wanted christina ricci christina right? ricci was originally cast yeah. and then she quit 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bummer. But Thor Birch is so but good. Is she's so wonderful in it. In it. So good in she's it. great mm-hmm. in it. Uh, yeah. Um, Christina Ricci, this is a time in her career when she is transitioning from the like little girl characters, you know, mm-hmm. into these. Oh, more... her face is so cherub. It she's is. got that baby face she, going on. Yeah. And she looks just so awkward and she's still cute, but yes. yeah. she just doesn't she doesn't look the same now by any means. Oh no, like, yeah, it's crazy. Looks completely and that's different. the thing when when you get these young actors that grow up like literally in front of us yeah you know we have this idea of like oh this is what they look like and then as they age and we have a like, context oh, for christina in a movie like mermaids i was just gonna too. say like mm-hmm. look at mermaids christina and then look at <laughs> ice storm christina and then yeah. look at yellow jackets christina like it's just it's a it's an odyssey yeah it's totally a journey yeah i mean around this time in her career she did the ice storm buffalo 66 yeah and the opposite of sex yeah. Oh, the opposite kind of, of is like so fucking good. what a great transitional yeah period yeah I mean I think at, at I feel time. like if you're gonna like prove yourself as a dramatic actor that's those are the kind of roles that you like mm-hmm. would seek out and so I think she did a really good job in kind of transitioning from that you know that's what you want yeah that's totally. what you want as a and young she, actor especially and she never really did too many like kitty kind of schmaltzy things i mean no she was lucky she yeah. started off with like pretty pretty yeah. decent parts that a lot of like young kid actors don't really get the opportunity right. mm-hmm. to have yeah you know totally. like to yeah. start off with something, mermaids something, and then to, and also something pretty character driven like casper Casper and now and then. <laughs> oh, Casper. We, we yeah. were just revisiting Casper. The I watched too. it about a week and a half ago. It's uh, funny you yeah. say that. It, 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 it holds up and it also doesn't? Yeah. I don't know. I think it holds up. It, I have qualms. <laughs> I have qualms. The we effects just, are outstanding for 1995. Kathy Moriarty. She's and amazing. Yes, the, the effects are actually really great. Uh, now and then, I am just... We, I'm sorry. we have a love and okay. Hate here's the thing: now and then I will stand by now and then until the end of time. <laughs> I would like to do an episode of now and then on our okay, show because that back movie for it is, is insane. I w- I love now and then. I really do. I think now and I then mean, is just it has such... a it has a soft spot for us gay boys that grew I, up and in maybe the 90s that's too. what it is. I, I like used to run on pay per view like like yeah. repeatedly. I think a I wrapped up a bill oh on pay per view. My mom was like, "What the fuck is now and then?" And I was like, "You don't even know." Like, oh, now and then, man. I had the soundtrack on tape, on cassette tape. Good soundtrack. What a yeah, soundtrack. And yeah. Janine Garofalo as the tarot card reader. Mm-hmm. And I love Janine. I oh. always I always tell Pete whenever we revisit now and then that if I ever just ran into Janine Garofalo, I would, I would ask her to recite every line that she has from now and then because she only has like all 12 of them yeah. <laughs> oh and all that heavy eye makeup that she gets i yeah. think christina ricci she doesn't ever really get the opportunity to cry in a movie sure and she has that really really beautiful crying moment and now and then when she's talking about her dead mom and she's in the library or oh in the attic rather and she mm-hmm. has that and she finds like the reason that her mom died or whatever and she has that moment where she breaks down and i just think that she just oh she's such a good crier mm-hmm. And then, she, like, she doesn't even get the chance in the ice storm to to really break down and cry. But she doesn't. She doesn't really need to, I suppose. No. Yeah. Yeah. Her character in the ice storm is very interesting. She's not a bad girl. Mm-mm. In the book, she is. The oh, character okay. in the book, she. she I, I yeah, read the book. Right, I read, read the, the book. book. Yeah, I purposely read the book so I would have a little bit more to talk about. Yeah. But um, the, in the book, she's she's kind of a slut, and she like has okay. like a little bit more of like a bad girl thing going on. She's also blonde. And um, it's just funny, like, just having, like, having read the book and then watching the movie. I waited mm-hmm. to watch the movie until I was finished with the book. And there's a mm-hmm. few differences. Um, 
but yeah, she uh, she definitely has um, she's she's a lot more quirky in the movie as okay. as far as like her character goes. Okay, she's very woke when it comes to political absolutely events in America. She yeah. definitely has thoughts on some someone like Richard Nixon. Oh, and the what Nixon was going thing on is hilarious. Watergate. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's yeah. really obsessed mm-hmm. with that that mask bit. Oh god. That mask I is I like the laugh my ass I can't off. The mask. So, okay, we should set up that there is kind of two main families sure. in the movie, the Hood family, uh that is uh Kevin Klein and Joan Allen are the mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. Uh Ben and Elena. And the kids are um Christina Ricci and Toby Maguire. And Toby Maguire is away at Boarding school? I think it's because boarding he's 16. School. He's 16. He specifically says I'm 16. Yeah. So I think he's away at like a kind of a New York prep school yeah. kind of a thing. Um, why Christina Ricci is not a. They well, can't she's afford probably, school. I mean, she's probably. <laughs> what, she's what, she's years, 12. She's I mean, probably I around think like she's 14. I think there's a version of 14. Yeah. So that would be. High school age. I, I guess. would probably Maybe the say um, either an eighth grader or an or in the ninth. Yeah, sure. I, I think she, mm-hmm. like maybe like very very like early high school. Yeah, middle school. Um, I like their relationship, the siblings, sure. Christina Ricci and Toby Maguire. Um, I think they have a, like a fun like little sibling relationship. Um, call each other Charles. Call yeah, each other Charles. it's endearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Toby Maguire's character in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's a lot smaller than I remember it being. I yeah. thought, I, I remember part. him having a lot more yeah. screen time. His character bookends the movie and yeah. with a little bit of narration. It's also interesting about this movie of how it begins with the Fantastic Four. It, it yes, thank and you for mentioning that. It's one of those things that movies at this time, I mean, there wasn't a lot of comic book movies and you didn't really see comic book allegories with what's going on in the movie as there are today. Yeah. It's one of those things that this type of theme is so played out in modern movies. But at the time, it was very fresh that you're using a property like the Fantastic Four and you're kind of comparing it to this family in the 70s. And like the dynamic that mm-hmm. it, like this was the first viewing. And I've seen this movie many times. This was the first time that I actually caught the 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 comparisons that they were using between the Fantastic Four and the family dynamic, mm-hmm. like the Invisible Girl being Joan yeah, Allen's character, very right, interesting. Right. And I never mm-hmm. caught that before until today. I thought that was kind of interesting. And I think, kind of knowing a little bit about Ang Lee, is that he grew up on Marvel Comics. Too. He did the Hulk, and then didn't he? Did, didn't he, he did Hulk okay. in two thousand three? Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hulk! <laughs> the very arty, out of the box Marvel movie that no one likes to really talk about. Right. Even though it has its defenders, I've definitely have seen people. I love on Jennifer film Conley. Twitter. I mean, we love kind Jennifer of oh, yeah. standing by how interesting and different a movie like the Hulk was for that time. Right. I mean, it, it's a different conversation yeah. it's a different playing field than it's so current. different for ang lee it's too. so different for ang lee but it, yeah and and as far as comic book movies as we know them now it's like not even in the same you know yeah. arena so it's like different it's, ballpark. it's yeah it's so hard to even compare and say like well you know this movie's so different it's like well, of course it was like so long mm-hmm. before what was going on but yeah the um the family dynamic with the Fantastic Four and the the kind of um, 
analogies to to the characters. I feel like specifically Joan Allen is like the inv- invisible woman sure. in this movie. Um, such a sad character. Yeah, kind Joan of Allen. this woman that sort of missed the liberation of the late '60s and kind of just feeling a little bit left out. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That she gets to see her husband have this affair. But she just has to stay home. <laughs> but she's not it's, – it's not like she's being subjugated by her husband. No, not at all. Or mm-hmm. her, or a job or anything like that. It's just these – but that doesn't mean that having those feelings are not valid because, you know, her husband's not mean to her. But it's just uh, – it's a very internal mm-hmm. – like it's a very internal struggle with her. She doesn't have a lot of outward forces coming at yeah. her, holding her down, but, you know, just being kind of like the wife and the mother when, like you said, all this stuff is going on around her and she very clearly sees her husband having an affair right in front of her nose. So it kind of like brings everything crashing down around her. Um, but yeah, it doesn't feel like, you know, her kids are disobeying her or... Yeah, she seems to have a pretty yeah, decent relationship to, yeah. Yeah. With, the, with the kids in the film. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Klein. Seems to be a pretty, I mean, aside from the fact that he's like stepping out with Sigourney Weaver, it seems like, you know, other than that, everything seems to be okay. (laughs) The sex talk scene is um, kind of amazing and very awkward. With him and Tobey Maguire? With him and Tobey Maguire picking him up from the train station and he's talking about jerking off. Oh, sure. I don't think any of us want to have that conversation with their dad. And Kevin plays it really well. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, Kevin I mean Klein. that's the thing. It's it's Kevin Klein. So any kind of little little injection of humor that he can kind of mm-hmm. provide, he's going to do it. You know, and I think he's just kind of taking elements of this character. And I think just certain just line delivery and certain things. I'm just like, okay, it's just very specifically Kevin Klein. You know, um, he brings a lot of good humor. Yeah, like I like a lot his, of really good um, humor. I to like it. his character reaction to discovering. Elijah and Christina in the basement that he's more just kind of like are you seriously fooling around with him he's, like, <laughs> he's such a weirdo like he's not upset yeah. at his daughter when they're walking away it's more yeah. like you should just stay away from that weirdo right I'm cool with it otherwise oh I love when he picks her up yeah when he picks her up yeah. like scoops her up into his arms mm-hmm. and he's walking away with her because they're the walking look on the her snow. face yeah, yeah like yeah. with her wet feet and her bell bottoms and <laughs> oh it's adorable it is it it's is really endearing um so we'll also set up the uh the other family the second family that is led by uh sigourney weaver and Ooh. jamie sheridan sigourney weaver owns what do i remember movie? jamie right. sheridan so good from. uh you may remember jamie sheridan from wild uh, america which Devin he, Sawa? He was the dad in Wild okay. America. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. His most known for is Sully, too recent. Spotlight, also recent. And uh, Law and & Order and this. I think I kind of remember him in Spotlight. Yeah. I don't know why Wild America is the only thing I know him from. Like, there has to be more than that. <laughs> He's but. got a very extensive uh, IMDb, um, but it's a lot of there's a lot of television in there. Uh, Cradle Will Rock. Yeah. Well, at any rate, is they... this our first Sigourney Weaver movie we've done on the podcast? No. I can't imagine. That I it think is. it might be. 
Wow. Well, good. That's crazy. That's fine. Definitely yeah. an actress. Um, this is a great first time then. Cause this is, <laughs> I love. This is mm-hmm. one of in my. This is one of her best. She's so fierce in this movie. She's like fu- that, I don't know if that's a wig that she's wearing, you guys. It's but a that, lot it's, of hair. It's it, her hair is amazing in this film. It's very long. Her hair is and so it's good, very voluminous, and it just makes her earrings bounce perfectly. <laughs> And it has to be a wig because it's so long, and I don't think she would have had that long. It's it's different. That, the yeah. bangs too. There's the scene when she's when the um, Adam Hand Burn is blowing things up on the on the balcony, mm-hmm. and then she like whips out the the door, and then she comes out. Her hair is just flying all over the place, and yes, oh, I love it. So the. <sighs> Sigourney Weaver and Jamie Sheridan, their characters, they are the Carvers. The Carvers. She's Janie, and uh, he is Jim, and they have two sons. Elijah Wood is uh, Mikey. And Sandy. And Sandy is the younger brother. And it's Little Man Tate. Little Man Tate. Baby Robin Williams. Baby Robin Williams. From Jumanji. Jumanji. Oh, Jumanji. Yes. And they are, I mean, I would say both of these families are pretty damn waspy. Waspy as the... (laughs) But I feel like Janie, the Sigourney Weaver character, is just the epitome of this, like, very kind of cold and distant, like, you know, mother and wife. introduction in the kitchen with mm. Joan Allen oh, is one sure. of my favorite scenes in the movie when mm-hmm. they're washing dishes. She tells her not to wash the dishes. Don't mm-hmm. touch it. Oh, please don't. Don't oh, bother. I insist. Yeah. Don't touch them. Oh. It's really quite all right. Of course. <laughs> Leave it. And just the Leave look it. that she gives touch Joan it. in that scene... <laughs> Is so cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's awful. I was yeah. scared out of my mind. Mm-hmm. But then it's all... Okay, so they're having a dinner party, uh, the Carvers. Uh, they have over the uh, our hero family, the Hoods. The Hoods. And um, another couple. So there's three couples at dinner having this dinner party, and they're being served by... The Carver's children, the boys, their yes. two sons, are serving them, pouring fully the wine pouring and... them wine. Uh, you know, dishcloths over their arms mm-hmm. like waiters, and these boys are like twelve and fourteen, drinking right? in They're the like, kitchen. Yeah, during during drinking their shift break, the dregs of all the wine <laughs> and, and left over, and they're having a conversation about deep throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too, and yeah, mm-hmm. as if the kids are not even there. Or that they're not even children. Oh, yeah. They're just fully not even... Just sort of... This is the lens of the context of when these characters are living. Is that Deep Throat is just a very... Everybody knows about it. Deep Throat the Mm. movie movie. or Deep Throat the informant? I mean, both. (laughs) But specifically, they're talking about Deep Throat the porn movie. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, because they talk. I think we're talking they bring up Harry the key Reams. party as well, don't they? They do. They, bring, they, they talk about an, other friends of theirs having, you know, attended key parties, and they're talking about how very California. Fun fact: Thora, Thora Birch's parents were both in Deep Throat. Yes, indeed, oh, they, yeah. they came from the they came from the pornography industry. Oh, Adult yes. film yes. industry. Oh yes. Yeah, and didn't her father kind of like kind of like sidetrack her career well i think her father's kind of a weirdo and he was kind of responsible for her management yeah not a great in sort of the mid-2000s and it might be a lot of the reason why thora birch did not work a lot but she's gonna be in the wednesday 
Netflix series. Yeah, she, oh, okay. she, they just revealed mm-hmm. that she's cast. She's really I sweet. Love that. She's, I, I met her recently. She's I love actually Thorberg. a really, really sweet, mm-hmm. sweet lady. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, we love her. Um, but yeah, the, uh, these these families, these couples. Um, again, it's also part of the the time period too you know none of us really came of age in the 70s so we don't really remember this kind of time when kids were still kind of you know to be seen and not heard and just kind of like your parents are running the house you know now that kind of is unheard of but when they're watching from the dome yeah i love it yeah but that's (laughs) another thing these these homes are not child-friendly at all Mm-mm. these are adult yeah. homes a hundred percent but they just have kids living there you know and there's things like a dome skylight that these boys climbed outside of the house to look down and spy on on the adults and um you know just these very like hard edged you know lines in these like modern houses and and um yeah they just don't seem like the basement had some kid stuff you know had like a little rec room vibe to it but they just don't feel like lived in for kids, for children. Yeah. But it's just the era, you know, of these parents mm-hmm. are just like, we're the grownups. We're the grownups. You're the kids. This is our house. Yeah. <laughs> you just live here, you know? Um, but yeah, they just kind of set up the different kind of dynamics in that, you know, Sigourney Weaver's household is very different than, you know, Joan Allen and Kevin Clark. Yeah, their house right? is very cold. Yeah. Their house just seems a lot emptier, a lot just metaphorically, physically. Yeah. It just it's just very cold. There's yeah. something a little more inviting about Joan Allen and Kevin Klein's house too. They have lime green cabinets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their their lime green kitchen is amazing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you don't really see any scenes with Sigourney Weaver and her husband talking to their children. Like, the only time she yeah. talks to the mm-hmm. boys is when she's, like, yelling at them for, you know, blowing up, you know, firecrackers, M80s or whatever. Or catching them touching each other in the bathroom. And what? I love that she's... scene. And that's, like, a deflection <laughs> scene, I think. Like, yeah. that's, like, a guilt thing. I don't think it's that's so... anything more than that. It's so but weird. that little monologue's hilarious. It that is. monologue is so good because I get where the character is coming from. That she's going to sit this young girl down and sort of explain... My body is a temple. Like, these are very, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I get sort of the new agey angle that she's going at, but it kind of falls apart as she's saying it. It's because she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, she didn't really have a point mm-hmm. or know where she was going with it. Wendy, a person's body is his temple. This body is your first and last possession. Now, as your own parents have probably told you, in adolescence, our bodies tend to betray us. And that's why in Samoa and other developing nations, adolescents are sent out into the woods unarmed and they don't come back till they've learned a thing or two. Do you understand? And it, and the Sandy character, I feel like he is the younger brother, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's horrified of everybody in that household. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Elijah Wood's character's name is... Mikey. Mikey. And he... He, he just, is... He's perpetually stoned. It's They don't ever touch on it, but he's just high. I would like to see a diagnosis of Mikey <laughs> from... Uh, a mental health or like psychologist like is it almost like a is it almost kind of Asperger's I was thinking I mean I don't want to diagnose anything specific 
that that specific we can just say spectrum yeah (laughs) um because she like even says she's like hey like do you did you hear like the explosions happening in the backyard mm -hmm. did you did you and he i don't know he's like i don't know i guess and but neither did she christina ricci yeah christina ricci didn't seem to care in his defense yeah and even how sigourney weaver talks about him saying that mikey's been out of it since Since he was born born. yeah Yeah. because the dad's Mm -hmm. like he seemed kind of out of it today and she's just like he's always out of it oh and what is the dad the dad says oh you boys i'm home and then he says you were gone you were gone Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i think kind of maybe to the outside world people just assume he's constantly stoned yeah but maybe there is kind of something else there going on going on in his head you know when they throw the football and he just randomly just goes aloof and then the yeah. football lands mm-hmm. behind him and everyone yeah. just yeah what the fuck <laughs> yeah um he's very interested in like tv he can focus on that but he doesn't really have any sort of other you know things that he's really shows interest in the he's, molecules he's really the into molecules. science that's true the molecules yep. science yeah. and geometry and geometry yeah, so those are also things that kind of maybe mm-hmm. two things that don't change. Yeah, two yeah. things that are consistent. Yeah, and um, so Christina Ricci and Mikey kind of they mess around every now and then. Nothing too, nothing o- too open serious. mouth kissing. Yeah, open mouth. It's kissing. a beautiful shot of them kissing in the pool. Too. Oh, the it pool. really is. That, um, it's that beautiful crane shot mm-hmm. of them standing in the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's in a it's in a an empty pool that's mm-hmm. just filled with autumn leaves. Yeah, yeah, and it's a big crane shot. That, that crane shot is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. That, it is a really really awkward scene though when they like right when they are about to kiss, he puts the gum behind his ear. Yeah. And yeah. then they like just go for it, like open mouth, like yeah. you don't see any tongue. They no, just like open just their that. mouths and just put their mouths together. <laughs> just what you know, teenagers, pre-teenagers. Yeah, that's like, how. That's what how are we doing kiss. exactly? But. <laughs> It's just, it's just again, just watching children put themselves in situations that mm-hmm. they see their parents maybe or maybe right. not doing, right, and right. just mimicking. Yeah, like, it's it's very very interesting to see. Yeah, so it gets set up that the uh, Jamie Sheridan character, uh, Sigourney Weaver's husband, goes away on business a lot, so he's out a lot of the time, and Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver are having an affair. Mm-hmm. A sexually other. explicit a affair. Sexually explicit affair, and that is all. She doesn't want any talk. Mm-mm. She doesn't want. Oh no, any... she doesn't want to hear about your golf no game. No pillow talk. Mm-mm. None of that. She that's... already has a husband. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what she tells him. Uh, I have a husband. You're boring me. That's not why we're doing this. Not to have a relationship. Um, but that's not the kind of person that Kevin Klein is. He's just like, hey, I'm like, I'm gonna talk to you. Like we mm-hmm. just bone. So to tell you about my day and when she brings it up he's like okay all right you're right i can see that and he just kind of gets ready and leaves um so yeah so these two families are kind of like and they are neighbors right yeah they, they just live like a distance away yeah, like they're so. it's not a hop and a skip it's mm-hmm. a it's a, a mile yeah between yeah backyards. They, they can walk to each other's homes <laughs> yeah but it doesn't you can't really see the homes next right to each okay other mm-hmm. in any of the shots um yeah, so I mean the, the the two families are kind of like entangled with each other with the, you know the kids and the you know the parents having these affairs and we don't really know how long Joan Allen is kind of aware of it but at the dinner party when Mikey drops some spills some wine on Kevin Klein, Sigourney oh, Weaver is yes. like a little too familiar. Oh yeah, she blots that dick. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, right she there in his lap, it. pouring club soda on him, trying to clean it up, and Joan Allen's just looking at him like, uh, okay, 
<laughs> and Sigourney Weaver's just so nonchalant about oh, it, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, she does not give two so shits. So nonchalant. Like, yeah. Sigourney Weaver just acts with her eyes <laughs> you, in this movie. Have you seen Have you seen the movie Little Children? Oh, it's one of my favorites. It's, it reminds me of that scene from Little Children with Jennifer Connelly. Oh, sure. Where it finally clicks that Patrick and Wilson when she and, goes under the table and Kate to like Winslet are having an affair. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. This, he, this really, would be a good I've triple never really feature. Thought of the connections between those two scenes. That's until a just really now. Good point. That's a really good point. This would be a good triple feature. This movie, American Beauty, and Little Children, mm, okay. all should be viewed together. Yeah. Oof, that would maybe be not a, in one sitting. Yeah. Maybe a, not. A, maybe a over over a span of three days, yeah. I suppose, because <laughs> it would be a very depressing. Yeah, absolutely. Depressing viewing experience, especially with the whole Jackie Earl Haley subplot. But just watch uh, some Sister Act or something in between. In, in the middle you of need it. a palate cleanser. Yeah. Now and then, <laughs> throw now and then on. Still too heavy. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Still too heavy. Oh man. Um, so yeah. So these these families. Are, I mean, there's a lot of drama going on between the two of them, mm-hmm. and um, you know we kind of see Joan Allen kind of going on her little journey of like, yeah, I think that discovery. she just wants to. She talks about. Being being a girl and and freedom, the freedom that she sees. She wants to catch up on what she missed out on. She's the realizing what she missed out of on. Stealing a tube of lipstick or three, yeah, or five, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She is in town and she sees Christina Ricci ride by on her bike. Her conversation with the the priest, the, the minister, the reverend, yeah, or the yeah. reverend, is very interesting too. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel I feel like there's a lot going on with that character. I mean, there is. I think there is. Um, with the Reverend character. Yeah, with the Reverend. Because you almost think, are these two going to hook up and have an affair? Well, he does end up at the key party, though, doesn't he? And he pulls his keys out of so the So he bowl. wants to be a part of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when he sees her, he's like, hey, Janie, like, I didn't, you know, what's up? And she's like, oh, I didn't expect to see you here. And then he says that weird thing about the I shepherd I had to rewind it, like, three different times. I was like, what the fuck did he say? And then still, I have no idea what he said. But like, I, I did see him catch, like, go get his keys out. And I was he like, well, he wanted to be a part of this. Yeah, he says every now and then the shepherd feels like, you know, the shepherd wants to mingle with his flock. So he wanted to get it away. Yeah. And, and she's, she's just, just like, like, what? I don't like how, what that means. I don't yeah. think I like what that means. And he was like, oh, shit. And then he leaves. But she, she like, she reaches for it, though. Like, the way that she, like, she turns and she's like, she, there, there's a part of her that wants to go after that for a second. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a hesitance there. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, when it does get to the key party, and you're just like, okay, these people are these people are serious. Oh yeah, they're gonna do this. Allison Janney is so excited. Yeah, she's she very is pumped. Excited. Dot. And then I start dot. Yeah, dot. Then I start kind of like scanning the crowd, going like, all right, who would I want to go home with? Who would I want to? Whose keys would I want to earmark? They're, I mean, the men aren't so bad, I a guess. A woman has brought her stay. son. A woman brings That's a fascinating son. relationship. Oh, that relationship is touched upon in the book in such a funny way. <laughs> in such a she funny way. She just has this crooner son that she's taken to this party to oh, show yeah. off. yeah. In the book, he's like it's 17. In the book, he's like a teenager. Okay. And it's very okay. interesting how that plays out. And yeah. uh, it, I mean, he's wearing jeans. I think he's intended to be like pretty young. Yeah. yeah. Kind of just college age say, kid. Yeah, they don't explicitly yeah. state that he's like underage. In the yeah, movie. They just yeah. say it's her kid. Oh, um. <laughs> it's bizarre. That all, that whole little that that whole part is just is just oh, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, aren't straight people cute when they try to do <laughs> stuff like this? 
The rich straight people. Rich straight yeah. people. I, mean, I, feel just... like, I feel like the gays, like, there's just no need for a setup like this. Oh, no. We don't they're have just to have gonna, keys. They're just going to be yanking guys. We don't the, have like, to have keys closets. at a bowl. No. You know, we're just like, all right. We don't even shake hands. But wouldn't like, it be fun? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That could be a new that could be a new thing for for Palm Springs Pride. Yeah, we'll bring the, key parties the, the heat storm. Yeah, exactly. not the ice storm. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, the seventies were a wild time. <laughs> a wild time. Very much when you so. just look at the progression of that decade, that mm-hmm. we're not quite to like stuff that's modern like we think of today. Yeah, it was a very transitional time. You're coming out of the sixties. Yeah. You're, um, I mean, everything was still very analog. I mean, yeah, just yeah. like VHS tapes weren't it was, even around. You know, yet. it was really mm-hmm. funny when um, there's a the, there's several scenes of Christina Ricci watching TV in this movie, and um, you know, there's a lot of shots of the TV sets and all that. And in one of the scenes, she goes right up to the front of the TV and turns it on. And I was like, "Fuck, man, she's so close to the TV." But then I was like, "Oh, you had to be." You had to like, and I remember when my dad, you know, had one of those big console TVs that was like a piece of furniture and you literally, and we would go and get on our knees yeah. right in front of it and turn it on and then change the channels because we didn't have a freaking, re- we how were the, the di- I remember how our dial looked like on yeah. our TV. Yeah. I was like, why is she so close? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You had to be that close because <laughs> it was attached to the side of the damn thing. So you were like with your face in front of it, just kind of switching it. I was I I I thought of that specifically. When, There's a deleted scene where they where um, Toby Maguire's character is calling Christina Ricci's character while he has Katie Holmes' um, head in his crotch, mm-hmm. and she answers the phone and it's in a box, and she opens the box and the phone is inside the box. Oh, okay. And uh, speaking of like weird yeah. furniture, yeah, things, Console, yeah, and, yeah. And I was like, well, that's that's kind of funny. I've never hmm. seen a telephone like that, but uh, yeah, no televisions. I definitely remember televisions being very big, yeah, big pieces of like fixtures in the living room. But the screen wasn't that big. It was just the console itself. itself yeah. yeah, no, the, 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 <laughs> the television screen, screen was, like was twenty big, inches exactly. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about Toby Maguire and his infatuation with Libet's. Libitz. What kind of name Libitz is Libitz? Cody? Mm-hmm. Casey. Libitz Casey. Played by Libitz Casey. Katie Holmes and I think her first movie. Her first movie. So... After being rejected from Scream. And this is what they gave her. Who did she read for in Scream? Sydney Prescott. Oh, she would have been too young. Oh, she would have been very young. She would have been yeah, way too young for the rest of that cast. She did read for it though, yeah. Okay. I have very specific memories of high school and college and my guy friend's Losing their shit over Katie Holmes and thinking she was hot shit. Oh, she's so cute. And to me, I was always like, her? I thought she looked exactly like Britney Spears. She just up. looks like some chick. Like, didn't I sit behind her in homeroom? She just looks like some girl. Like, to me, I at mean, the time. She's a beautiful, I mean, she's a beautiful maybe woman. That is I love the Katie Holmes, whatever. Katie she's got that girl next door she thing just going on. Look, she lo- just looks like the girl I sat behind. That's what everyone loved her studies. in Dawson's Creek for. Because um, she, wa- she was the girl behind you in homeroom. I guess I, got, I want something more. Have you ever seen the gift? I need glamour, of course. Oh God, where <laughs> she, see those, she takes her you shirt see those, off. You see those boobies in the gift? Oh uh, yeah, that was the big thing. Of my of the guy gift. friends loved the gift because he saw those. Even if she's Holmes getting hands. her ass kicked, like in the process, yeah. Like, everyone really loved that split second of yeah. Of Katie Holmes and I boobies. just to to me at the time, and I watched the creek. Oh don't, sure, don't get me wrong. I oh, watched yeah. the creek, Who but didn't? I was a fan of. 
uh, Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Oh, see, I couldn't stand her until she was in movies. Like until yeah. she was actually, and I think H two O is when I really started liking Michelle mm-hmm. Williams. Was when she finally was in like a film. Sure, okay. sure. And then, uh, but I've, I've I always mean, liked Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes so. Is big. Uh, I remember when she was in Disturbing Behavior. Loved it. Yeah, and I, there was a big deal made of that movie because it was her first oh, was big awesome. movie that came out. <laughs> Right after she got Dawson's Creek, yeah, yeah. Razor. Mm-hmm. She said Razor a lot in that. That was her bi- her big like little quip. <laughs> razor. That was her word for cool oh, in that movie. No. Oh, oh I loved the poster that? for that movie. Mm-hmm. I I saw that movie in the theater. I um, did too. I I just remember though that there was a big like what do we do with her kind of a, sure uh, kind of a feeling, and there were not false starts, but I feel like she did some movies and then. I, I mean, kind of it was sort of the track of late 90s actors who were yeah. young that were going to put them yeah, in the, WB. the cool... It was all the WB yeah. kids Or we're going to put them in the cool dimension horror movie. For sure. Or dimension like, ripoff horror movie. Teaching Mrs. Tingle. It, oh, I just watched that yesterday, you oh, guys. I had uh, never seen it all the way through until yesterday. We have it on VHS? Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it is an intense oh, little film. It's wild. It's I wild. did not expect yeah. for like yeah. what I got. I was yeah. like, well, Especially is... in like a weird post-Columbine oh, yeah. world of when you're watching that movie. supposed to be killing Mrs. Yep, it, I didn't yeah, know that. that I did a little bit of research title. on it afterward. Holy shit. What yeah. a movie. Yeah, what? And it's, what and it's movie. one of those things that now I think that the careers of young actors, of young actresses like Florence Pugh, mm. it's a little more nuanced that I think that kind of Hollywood knows where to put actresses yeah. like that and to kind of make a really good start to their career. Somebody like, like Florence Pugh that – those weren't really options for actresses like Katie Holmes. The well, time. the landscape of yeah. what's available is very different, mm-hmm. too. Like you said, it was all about the teen horror movie, the dimension kind of ripoff at the time. Yeah, and especially kind of starting out with a movie like this, that you get your cool art house movie yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah, I think that was a very conscious choice on her mm-hmm. on her part. But this role is a little, like I said, not throwaway, but a little smaller than I remember. I think... Something like I think it's memorable Pieces though. Of April is more successful for her. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I it liked is, Pieces. It is of memorable. April. We watch Pieces of April. Oh, it's so good. Um, That's a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so Libets is that strikes me as just a super East Coasty kind of like and waspy, I, like little kind of a you know. Um, nickname kind of a thing sure right? like a like a almost like a like a buffy or something like yeah that, right yeah and i definitely knew this type of girl in my early years of college taking something like intro to psych or like a lit theory class that's sort of spouting out existentialism just to kind of <laughs> make her sound a little cooler to yeah all of the rest of the students in the mm-hmm, room. Mm-hmm. So I definitely knew that girl. And even that professor yep. was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, whatever. Yeah, he was like, sure, thank you for interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do love, though, that like the the boy that Toby Maguire is competing with. Francis Davenport the fourth. I mean, yeah. what a ladies' man. Oh, God. David Crumholtz. David He's so funny in mm-hmm. this. He's so funny. He is funny in this. But I I don't know. I just feel like if you got the two of those lined up, you're going to go with Toby. For sure. (laughs) For sure. I mean, there's like a weird like suave like charm to David Crumholtz yeah. in this film, though, yeah, he's he's playing it very much yeah. more confident. I don't know if it's his yeah. cute Jewish nose, or, <laughs> but but I think he's adorable in this yeah. movie. Yeah, um, 
and I do think that the Toby character is supposed to be a little bit more nerdy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, he's reading the comic books and he's like, his shoes are taped up with his, with his duct tape shoes. I caught the duct tape shoe today Mm -hmm. for the first time too. When he's on the train near the end, Mm -hmm. I saw the duct tape around and I was like, has that been there the whole time? Yeah. And they're, and they're like, you know, they're like Sperry kind of like, you know, just kind of, I think he's supposed to be a little bit more square. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but to me at this time, like, you know, I don't know. I, Scott, you've always kind of had opinions about Toby McGuire. Yeah, I just think that he's <laughs> just a, kind of a dork. Yeah. I've yeah. always thought that he was miscast in Spider-Man. Oh, good. Even when the movie came out. Completely. Yeah. He's miscast in a lot. And this would have been around <laughs> the time that he was running with Leonardo DiCaprio. He's still running right? with Leonardo DiCaprio. They're like writers. Don't take from pictures like together kids. anymore. Yeah. Leo knows better now. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this would have been like. I mean, this was the height of the pussy. This posse, would have been the height saying. of the pussy posse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pussy posse. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Have you never heard that? Heard no. Is there anybody else involved? That was the yes. name Lucas Haas. of the, the younger Lucas actors. Haas. The yes. younger brother in The Lady Teen in Witch. White, Lucas Haas. Lady in White, Lucas Haas. Are we going to talk about Teen Witch? <laughs> the little brother from Teen Are Witch. Are we going it? to talk about Teen Witch? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, we can't get Veer too oh, far. We, off track. Oh we have my to do gosh. a whole other episode yeah. on Teen Witch. That's its own episode. I'm really glad we're friends, guys. That's its own episode. Okay. <laughs> um, I do love the little, the little brother from Teen Witch, yeah. though. Joshua. Oh, he's Josh, what is his name? I can't Josh think of his name. He's but the son of someone. The son of Josh. Josh, uh, and it's interesting that he, the writer of The Exorcist, is it, that who it was, or the 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 the, 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 the Father Karras? He's the, the son uh, of Father Karras. Is he? What I think that's interesting. It might be the son of Father Karras or the writer of Joshua the Exorcist. John Miller. The, Joshua John Miller. The, the, he's the, the son of the Father Karras. That's wow. who it is. And okay. Jason Miller's Jason Patrick's younger brother. What? The Lost Boys. Jason Patrick. Get it right is his younger town. brother. I'm oh, pretty positive. Okay, sure. I think they're like half brothers. I can or see it now. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Well, they're the all pussy, the pussy posse. posse. <laughs> but he's gay. <laughs> I was going to say, and he since has uh, come out. Oh, how fun is this? You <laughs> but I mean, if you're, you know, if you're a teenager in the 90s and you're running with Toby and, and Leo and, and Lucas Haas. I want to be a part of the pussy I want to be a part of the pussy posse. Oh, my God. How fun. I'm in. Oh, I used to love Lucas Haas when I was younger. <laughs> yes. He's, he's, oh, he's I loved cute. that movie Boys with Winona Ryder. Yeah. yeah. I remember Boys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's Lucas Haas been? Is he retired? I don't know. He Lucas Haas kind of like shows up. <laughs> Lucas Haas kind of shows up in some Lebo, like Leo neighboring project. I remember he's he in was a, in uh, he was in Inception. Inception. Yeah. Yep. This was my was Inception. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm making gestures. I mean, the the he's the in the opening pro- the scenes on the train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lucas Haas. I love he's the Lady in White crew. I love the Lady. The Lady in White. Yeah. Such a good Halloween movie. Catherine Hellman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, is she the lady in white? No, sh- I think she was actually. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So Toby kind of he comes home on the train from school, but then he's going back to this to into the city because he's going to hang out with Libets and. Doesn't he drug everyone? Well, he drugs everyone I at the mean, party. Unintentionally drugs everyone, but he was really only trying to drug Crumholtz. Right, with some <laughs> aged, aged second all yeah, from Libet's yeah. Casey's uh, mother. Was that the idea? Yeah, yeah. He wanted was to that drug he was going to put out. He was going to knock out Crumholtz, and then she came in and was like, "Oh, Give you're giving out candy? Too. Give me some." Yeah, and that's why he was like, "No, no, 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 no. We'll just cut in half." Like, you don't want this. And then she didn't want to look like a little bitch. Yeah. So she was like, give me some, too. Don't and then, hold out. And that's why he's sober, and they're both, like, passed out. All, like, super wasted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because when he arrives to Libitz's place, 
Because her parents are off in Switzerland skiing. They didn't invite her. They didn't invite her. The whole family went, but she didn't get invited. Again. And I think it's a very New York City rich person thing that if you live in Manhattan and you are of a certain kind of status as far as wealth, sure, you're not there in the winter. Yeah. It's a thing in, like, uh, what's a Woody Allen? Everyone says I love you. Oh, goodness. There's a whole scene at the beginning where it's, like, it's going into the fall. And, like, you know, Natalie Portman and is it, like, Scarlett Johansson? They're, like, talking about, like, well, where are you going for the winter? Because, like, nobody's in town. Gabby Nothing. Hoffman. Gabby Hoffman, yeah. And Natasha Leone, I think, is in that and one, they're ju- too. And right? they're all talking about, like, well, nobody's going to be in town. It's going to be empty. It's going to be dead. And I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? But it's a they thing that vacation. everybody just leaves. Because... Winter in New York is awful, mm-hmm. as is summer. <laughs> as is every season. It's like, there, I think there's a good two months in New York when you can go outside. Maybe two weeks. Yeah. We can go outside <laughs> and not want to kill yourself. October's yeah. are probably nice. October's oh, are probably nice. Are beautiful. Yeah. I was there in March and it was miserable. Yeah. But once you get to like November, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Don't leave the house. Mm. Um, so yeah. So I think that's a thing of like with kind of upper class people that they leave and they are literally going to ski in switzerland mm-hmm. but for some reason they don't invite libets they just forgot yeah and i do like that it is a thing in this movie that every time he says libets casey everyone comments everyone on... says what kind of <laughs> name oh, is wait, that? It's, it's funny every yeah. single character when he says her name they go libets libets yeah what, is, what, kind of name is what sort of name is libets and they yeah. say it with such a way to play libets <laughs> that's a very everyone's mouth curls that's a very libets. kevin klein kind oh, of yeah. delivery um yeah i, I like that they acknowledge it because i feel like in another movie they would just be like that's her name what it's not mm-hmm. weird i mean her name should be casey libets i mean it's it makes sense but she is a rich girl mm-hmm. in upper new york so yeah, and i'm thinking casey. it's like an elizabeth like sure Lilibet, betsy yeah. kind of a thing mm-hmm. or her parents are just weird yeah and rich yeah, yeah. so also that yeah <laughs> so yeah so those scenes when he's there and like crumholtz is there i feel it's just kind of like to not to get him out of the picture, but you know, yeah, it's giving him I, like I don't think I've ever got that until this viewing. Oh, <laughs> that he was intentionally just trying to drug Crumholtz. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because he wanted it. He he got there thinking that it was just going to be her, mm-hmm. and then when he gets there, she he's already like, there. Crumholtz is already like, there. Blindsides him mm-hmm. with yeah. him being there as well. And I think he's the he's, Casanova. I think that he yeah. sort of swiped women. From, from him, him in the past, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think the girl at the beginning kind of like mentions it. Oh, mm-hmm. like kind of like stay away from Francis Davenport because he's gonna he's gonna get her. Yeah. Like, don't mention yeah. it. So when Toby's in the bathroom, he starts looking through the medicine cabinet and he sees some like yeah, seconds and some weird and some weird and stuff, shit. Yeah, yeah. Stuff I can't pronounce. Yeah. So when he brings it out, he's like, "Ooh, look what I found!" And Crumholtz is like, "Sweet." But then when. He didn't intend for Libets to see it, but she comes out and she's literally like, "Ooh, cool! What are we taking?" And he's like, no, 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 nope, nothing. <laughs> and then she it. says, oh, it's expired. She says, oh, do you think yeah. it's better aged? It's better aged. <laughs> well, at least Toby is like uh, kind of that good of a guy that he doesn't cross any lines. In the book, he jerks off on her ass. Oh. <laughs> I hate to kill it. In I don't want to hear that. In the book, he straight up jerks off on her that ass. That would have been too much oh, for the no. movie. No, the yeah. book is so perverse, you guys. In the book, all the characters are just kind of gross. Kind of awful I, I want to say that even the author of the book has said 
the movie is kind of better. Yeah, he said so, that the, he did. He did. I watched on the on the on the Blu-ray. They he mentions that it they took a lot of different liberties that he wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have guessed they would have. But okay. in the end, it it told a much better story. Yeah, just okay. sort of adaptations that just kind of uh, surpassed his expectations. Yeah, it's just a, it's a good yeah. example. It's a really good example of uh, of what a, a a movie can do. Right. From source material. Exactly. Did Ang Lee d- adapt the screenplay? I think it was James Schmader. Shm- 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 <laughs> James something. Okay, okay. James something. All right. All right. Also, just sort of the the choice that Ang Lee directs this movie. That I think it's interesting yes. that this director, this director from Taiwan, right? Uh, is he from? Sure. Is he from He's Taiwan? Taiwanese? Yeah. yeah, Taiwanese. That you do kind of get an outsider's perspective of this time in American history. Yeah, with all of these characters, that right. you do have this foreign observer to all of these people that you can definitely get with the direction of this movie. Sure, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. It's a very American story, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much of, like, you know, all the Nixon stuff thrown in there and, you know, just very, like, culturally specific to, like, the 70s and the East Coast and all of that. So, yeah, it is very interesting. Yeah. That, uh, kind of helps that director. you have kind of an outside perspective to kind of mm-hmm. step back and take a look at all of these characters. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Um, so the night of this, you know... It's the day after Thanksgiving, right? I I believe. I think so, it's yeah. the day after because they're eating leftovers yes. in, the, in the scene of the like the night of the party that yes. night and for dinner they're eating leftovers. Joan Allen kind of she finds out that bit of information that he was over at Sigourney Weaver's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gives and himself that's away. Where they yeah. dis- he discovered the daughter. Yes, yeah. and that she immediately knows why were you over there? Because yeah. I am not buying. This whole You're coffee returning, cup, returning a coffee nonsense. mug, the mustache, the mustache <laughs> mm-hmm. coffee cup God on the damn dashboard, mustache mug. <laughs> so she immediately knows what he's up to. Yeah, and um, so they're heading off to this like huge party. Um, Christina Ricci's supposed to stay home. Toby is on a train into the city, and all while this is going on, this huge storm is rolling in. Mm-hmm. You know, very this very metaphorical storm. Oh yes, of all of oh, these yes. characters, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a yes. brewing storm. Mm-hmm. Is a brewing exactly the storm of it's, emotions. It's, yes, <laughs> these characters are, are at a crossroads, it's tempestuous, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, this is some real like. <laughs> This is some real, like, film class shit right so here. <laughs> so you're saying it's not subtle mm-hmm. <laughs> with its At uh, all. Uh, analogy. It's not subtle, and it totally works. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's there for a reason. Yeah, Every yeah, time yeah. an ice tray cracks in this movie, you should take a shot. Mm-hmm. I love those old ice trays from the 70s. Oh, they're great. Like, I was scared of those as a kid. I was very much... I just thought I would break them. Well, yeah, that my was My grandma had a lot of those, and I always... I was afraid that I would break them if I would use them. Yeah, my grandma had them, and then, you know, in, like, the... By the eighties, they were getting the plastic ones, but she would still have those, yeah, and would still just be like, "Oh, you know." And I would, I always thought it was gonna like slice my hand, sure, take your the, finger off. Yeah, with it. I thought it yeah. was just gonna like snap right into like the meat of my palm. So I was always like, "Ah," <laughs> um, but yeah. I love all the I love all that seventies shit though. That stuff's mm-hmm. cool. But um, you know, this the storms are brewing. They head to this party, the parents, and it's like pouring down rain, crazy, you know, rain. They get there, and as soon as 
the Allison door Janney open, greets Allison them. Janney. Oh, it's the best. With the bowl. <laughs> shoves bowl that, shoves bowl that bowl right in front of their faces. Yeah. Oh, Tara she's joined. a gem. Yeah. Allison Janney's a treasure. And she tells them, it's totally optional. You don't have to do it. But if you want to. And she can kind of observe along. them. Kind of not really say anything, but kind of look at each other and go, holy shit. Well, they're like, li- what if we just walked into They're it? literally like, uh, we forgot that thing in the car, and uh, we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they both leave and go back to the car, and are just like, okay, are we going to do this or not? And then Joan Allen's convinced that he already knew about it, yeah. and that there's a marker on his key. I was trying to put that together. I'm like, what is she talking about? This is so crazy. I mean, but a woman's scorned, yes. is that what it is? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. if you've ever been in that situation, your mind just comes up with the craziest shit. Yes. Like, you will you will come up with some really weird, yeah. really weird things in your head. So she's putting all this on him of, like, you you know, you wanted us to find out, or you wanted me to find out, or you were going to, you know, try and go home with her tonight, and, and you were going to do it in our house, and our daughter's there, and all this stuff. And he's just like, what are you talking about? And it's so funny because he never once admits that he's having an affair. No, he, doesn't. he never he once doesn't. in the entire film, and also, even at that point. Meanwhile, early in the day with Janie, the Sigourney Weaver character. Oh, yes, we haven't talked about this. Yeah. She just leaves him there. That she's just like, I am just kind of tired of looking at your face. Yeah. Well, he he says, mm-hmm. uh, he says, I think that she's starting to suspect something. Yeah. And then that's when her big eyes, oh, her eyes are so wonderful in this movie. <laughs> she, sa- she says, I'll be right back. I need to go check my birth control. Yeah. And then she peels out. Yeah. It's getting, a little, it's getting a little too real for her. Yeah. And that's when she realizes that it's just, this is, it's too much for her. Her personal ice storm is yeah. approaching. But I feel like this is also something that her son would do. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, I feel like yeah. Mikey would just do something like that. If you're having a conversation with him, he's just like, dip out. I'm going to go outside yeah. and not come back. She just remembers that she has to run some errands before the party tonight. Yeah. That did well, not this pertain is what she to tells him. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when he sees her at the party, he kind of confronts her. And he's like, what the fuck, dude? I'm walking around your house for an hour in my boxers and you never come back. Yeah. And that's and, her excuse. Yeah. I had some personal errands I had to d- had to attain to and yeah they did not involve you i'm not your toy is what she says yeah and you know he takes it personally but i don't know it's i, I think in that moment he's just like he is taking it personally like hey dude like i thought we had something here but then he i do also think that he's like okay wait this is my mistress yeah like but then the more he <laughs> drinks and did you notice at, at that point his pores yeah. get a little bit heavier and his pores yeah. get a little bit throughout the whole film his yeah. pores just get heavier and heavier and heavier just drinking vodka. Oh, yeah. is it vodka? I it's think? vodka. Yeah. Whenever Gordon's characters, yeah. especially the kids, take gulps of vodka, I'm always just like, oh. yeah. When Sandy <laughs> when Sandy drinks oh, yeah. vodka, I was like, oh, he would have coughed. Oh, sure, he would have coughed because he, he took says, a big old warm. swig. Yeah, it's yeah. Warm. I mean, <laughs> I have to I have to mix that shit with some like tonic water or something <laughs> or soda. Yeah, like Come straight on. vodka. Come Yikes. on. <laughs> We're like some of us are better than others. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're beer drinkers <laughs> and uh, cheap beer, beer drinkers at that. There you <laughs> Cheap dates. Some of us like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, so the party is getting like crazier and crazier. You know, Joan Allen is just like just not sitting. checked out, but yeah. she's just like, fuck this. Mm hmm. 
whatever. She walks back when they walk back in, and she chucks those keys. Oh, at it's Alice the and best. It's and throws Alice those keys catches them with her left hand. And Janie. Oh, and she gives her that smirk too. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This hood in the house, amazing. I love that too. I do love also that throughout the party, couples are leaving and fishing their keys out. Yes, because they don't know what they're in yeah, for, they're or they in, or they do know at that yeah, point what they yeah. realize. Like the the, further, as the party progresses, yeah. they realize what they're actually exactly. getting themselves because into. again, these it's a are new concept. These are straight couples. Yeah, it's the seventies. Yeah, you know, people aren't you know super. I don't know. It's it's a different thing for them to like, this is cheating on your spouse. Like, okay, just to do it at a party. That's kind of a big deal. So I think people are just like getting cold feet. Sure. You know? And by the time it wraps up, there's really what, there's only like six or seven yeah. couples mm-hmm. actually left. Yeah. Not including the mom and son. I was going to say one of them are mother. It's like, son. it's like these characters have read articles in time magazine yeah. about the sexual revolution. Yeah. But once they're in the situation, they just can't do it. Yeah. And the first couple or the first woman that picks out keys and the husband's like, okay, he gets up. And as he passes his wife, he kind of like touches her on the face and she's like, just like, uh. oh, she she says like, (laughs) good luck. Yeah. Or have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the third or fourth couple, they pick each other's keys. The wife picks her own husband's keys. And then Alice and Janney says, well, pick another one. They're out. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. she says, no, no, no. We'll just go home together. We're good. We're good. We'll go home together. It was worth worth it. It's like Russian roulette. Yeah. You know what I mean? It really is in comparison for a marriage. Yeah. I mean, it, it really could be at the yeah end of the day. i love how sigourney weaver picks up those keys oh she twirls, yep. it, around. <laughs> twirls it around oh it's so mm. good she's like a shark <laughs> and she gets the kid she right gets the she kid. gets the she kid gets the, she the gets strapping the young man yeah. yeah she gets the kid yeah and kevin klein does not appreciate it oh trips right over <laughs> that glass coffee table oh the way he hits his knee yeah. i like i saw that today like, when i was watching ugh. it like that would have been a good shin splint Ow. that yeah. it just looks <laughs> so painful and joan allen's face just oh just it doesn't even flinch yeah yeah because that's the big slap in the face is oh, that sure. the thing that upsets him is is sigourney weaver going with somebody oh else, sure you know? and then jamie sheridan and joan allen just don't even flinch because they know. Yeah, they just, they just know what's happening. Yeah, how embarrassing that had to have been. And Jamie Sheridan's a big hunk of man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, for her to be like, "Oh fuck this guy," I'm just gonna go and you know sure. do it with my neighbor and this kid. It's like, all right, Sigourney Weaver, insatiable. <laughs> but yeah, when it does get down to the two of them that are the the last two standing, they're both just like, uh, I don't know. What do you now? Think? Was we there a person that was left out of all of this then? Because it would have been Ben Hood. It would have been Kevin Klein. Yeah, no, because he ends up in the bathroom. There's no one for Kevin Klein because there's two sets of keys left, but only Joan Allen and Jamie Sheridan, and Kevin Klein's in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it would have been uneven. Maybe uh, we had somebody peace out during it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Either. Yeah, I don't know how how it works out, but mm-hmm. I mean, there. Yeah, it's a very good question. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, when the two of them are the last two standing and they're just very kind of unsure about like, you know, should we do this? Should we not do this or whatever? Because they're both kind of in this state of like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at um, that point, they just, yeah, they know what needs to be done. And they suggest going for a drive, I think is what he does. Let's just go for a drive. Yeah. And it does not turn out well. Not well. I don't want to be. I don't want to be driving around in this ice storm. Yeah, geez, did everybody get, just miss it? I get nervous when characters drive in this movie when there's ice, and also just how anxious I feel as soon as Elijah Wood steps outside. 
oh, you sure. know that yeah. oh something is going to happen. Sure, you know that something is going to happen to this kid. I can barely go outside when it's drizzling yeah. in Los Angeles. <laughs> let alone, so imagine my anxiety watching yeah. this movie when I've seen it a million times and I yeah. know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. I still find myself starting to sweat just a little bit. Totally, and totally. I always—it's always like the first time watching it too because I'm like, oh, like this—it's not going to happen. This, it, oh god, and it always happens exactly the same way. Yeah. I mean, when he's on that, when they just show his like his feet on the diving board, yeah, and it like slips a little, you're just like, oh. that's a good little stress <laughs> inducer. Yeah, in those like Napoleon Dynamite like snowshoes. Oh sure, I love his <laughs> parka. His orange parka is just everything. Yeah, with the zipper like up the hood. Yes. And everything. I yeah. get a lot of "Don't look now." Sure, yeah. when he has the parka on, the hoodie, yeah. oh, it's yes. an orange parka, and that's a that's a red coat. Yeah, at the beginning of that movie. Oh, yeah, it's a little bit more now. orange in, in this, but yeah, it's it's very weird. ominous. Like something bad's gonna happen. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in years. Yeah. So what does he tell Sandy? Just like I'm gonna go, go outside and he's gonna go watch the storm. Go watch. The I storm. think he says yeah. he's gonna go because watch the storm. you can sort of see molecules freeze in the air, right? Oh, it's something about the molecules. About it. Yeah. yeah, and like everything the, is clean. Yeah, the frozen water and the air, and yeah, it's just the dry air. And poor that. Sandy, like Sandy knows, like Sandy, like you can just see it in his eyes that something, yeah. something is not going to He's go like, right. All right. Yeah. So, um, Christina Ricci makes her way over. Yeah. To the house, but it's just her and Sandy because Mikey is already. And, and he had, and Mikey had invited her out, yeah. right? He had invited her out to he go. Call, does he call her? He calls yeah, her. Says but like, she yeah, but she says maybe, and mm-hmm. then he goes out, and then she purposely goes over there, knowing that he's not going to be there. Yeah, because she's a self sabotaging little <laughs> slut. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's all coming together now that we're breaking oh it God. down. <laughs> she wants to get in that Sandy's pants. It's because she sees what's happening with her parents. <laughs> yeah. It's all coming together. She's seeing what's happening with her parents, and she's hearing all the dialogue in the background, and she's realizing that this can all happen for her, too. Yeah. And yeah. Get, she can get away with it yeah. because she sees it happen with her parents. Because there's shots of her sitting in front of the TV watching the TV, but you can hear them arguing. Yeah, you can hear the disintegration yeah. of the, the marriage in the background. Yeah. Yeah, and when Toby McGuire is home for the brief time that he is home, he does ask her like, "How are the parental units functioning?" Dad's like, doing his whole up with people routine, <laughs> and mom's pretending. That. And that's such a very '70s reference. And oh, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, there was an up with people like repertoire that came through my small town. So I, I kind of got that. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So she's she's very aware of of. That their parents are kind of going through it. She's the smartest character in the movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Christina Ricci is probably the smartest character in the entire film, outside of Janie or Sigourney Weaver's, Sigourney Weaver's character. Mm-hmm. She's the most conscious that, I mean, really, America is going through this period of yeah. unrest. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, though, to think about, you know, because, like, we've we went through a lot in the, you know, previous administration yeah um and there was always a lot of allusions to like nixon and watergate and all that but like to see like a kid watching it and her just saying like uh he should be shot and you're just oh like, yeah oh man and he says enough with the presidential <laughs> been, assassination been stuff. there <laughs> i've been there girl <laughs> And you never think that – I don't know. Like to be my age and to I, – I never thought that I was going to experience 
it like an, yeah. a presidential s- state like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and uh, here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just kind of observing the world around you changing. Sure. Yeah. That social norms are changing. There's this little thing called women's lip pee <laughs> that people yeah. are going through. And she has her mm-hmm. speech about, like, they're starving kids in China, you know. And oh, yeah. Getting napalmed. And, napalmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her whole thing about, you know, not wanting to participate in Thanksgiving. You know, I'm sure, like, in the 70s, that was probably kind of a newer thing for young kids to be aware of. Something that was not really discussed, like, even a few years before in the early 70s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she. I guess she is kind of one of the the smartest, definitely the most woke person (laughs) in of of everybody. But um, when... Elijah Wood's frolicking. Frolicking. I keep going Fucking back Frodo there. over here. He is frolicking. He is totally frolicking. I mean, there are some slow motion shots of him. Movies like, that made us gay. No, absolutely. The, no, he is know, frolicking for sure. <laughs> yeah. And it is in slow mo. You're right. Yeah, there's like some he is shots. frolicking in amongst these yeah. gelatin icicles. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin Klein's just kind of like passed out in the bathroom. You know, He's gonna sleep it off for a few hours and then drive home. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver's like getting plowed. I mean, the, Joan Allen, the young buck. I mean, just had a not so great. No. Oh yeah, she just had the, the two pump chumps. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And then they drive off into like a ditch. Oh, yeah. it's so. And what did so... he say? He said this. That was terrible. That was awful. Yeah. After yeah. He, he tells after he her. Yeah, it's literally like, fifteen awful. seconds. And I'm he says, sorry. That was awful. I'm so. Yeah. Sorry. You just sort of see all of these characters at their most low point. Yeah. Very vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I I shouldn't say like Elijah Wood, Mikey. Because like Mike, oh, he's living it Mike up. He's yeah, kind he's of like his living his best life. Yeah. He's like, at his like happiest. Yeah, he's at yeah. his probably the, the the his highest point. Yeah. in the film. Yeah, and Christina Ricci and Sandy are just like they're doing all right. You know, they're have they're taking swigs of they're of ex- vodka, exploring their. Bodies. bodies talking about nocturnal <laughs> emissions. Yeah. I mean, all they really do is just lay down. You know, yeah. Get we don't necessarily know if they've had on. sex. Yeah, so. I think I it's wild. Think so. I don't like, want to believe that. I, I think, think they had. I sex. think it's wild I when like sex. just straight friends of mine have told me like the young age Having that they sex like lost 13. their virginity. And, you're like, and I'm just crazy. like, God. what? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want. Definitely I, not. I was what I was doing at this time. <laughs> I don't want to believe. I love the idea of them just nuzzling up to, yeah, like, to each other and just. Yeah. I love the idea of her just wanting to be close to mm-hmm. someone and yeah. finding that in the little eleven year old boy next yeah. door. Totally. I really love that. That's right. That's what I think happened. And he just passes out. I think yeah. he's like. She's like plowing him full of like vodka. So I think he's mm-hmm. just like, all right, and I'm passed out. And then when he kisses her and says, I love you. Yeah. And then she says, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, and then that's it. Oh, it's the, it's the, the most innocent, mm-hmm. most innocent exchange in the, in the whole movie. Yeah. I still find the scene where Elijah gets electrocuted <laughs> so shocking when you see it. Yeah. Oh, his, oh no. Yeah. yeah. When he says, oh no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, he doesn't even have time to react. Yeah, that's the thing. He doesn't have any time to react because he's just he sitting can't even on the, stand up. He's just yeah. He's sitting on the guardrail, mm-hmm. and the electrical, you know, wire just like slams right. There's something it. really ghastly too about when he hits the ground face first Oof. and then just starts skidding. Slides. Yep. I just uh, oh, 
just I, you don't really see his face much after yeah. that. But I always there's like what, wonder what his face looks yeah. like after that. I mean, like, there's yeah. not a lot of scenes like that in movies Mm-mm, of like yeah. dead kids. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's not like it doesn't build up to it. Well, it does build up to it, but it's not one of those things like you said. It's a it's a dead kid, and a lot of times in movies like that, it's like you kind of maybe know that's that that's coming or that's like the entire plot is about that and this is just like oh wow and very beautiful just sort of how it's filmed and directed and edited that it never leans into being too melodramatic yeah too like it underplays all of it too yeah yeah which makes it even more sad yeah kevin klein just finds him on the side of the road he's like trying to drive home and comes and he, across the the orange parka mm-hmm. in the darkness. Yeah, and he like lifts him up like a child and drives him back to the house. And it's like, oh, it's heartbreaking. Totally sad. <laughs> it's yeah. really heartbreaking. Yeah, and this entire time, Toby has been stuck on a train on the train yeah. on the tracks because the tracks are frozen. Um, he just made it out of Manhattan in time to catch the last train. You know, back into back oh, he's to got it worse out of everybody being <laughs> stuck on that fucking train. Poor guy, uh, man. I would go crazy if I was stuck on a train just in, like, the, oh, in New York uh, in a storm. Just like, oh my god, yeah. um, freezing temperatures, yeah. crazy people, yeah, on a train in New York. Holy hell, yeah. And so it all kind of ends up at this house because and Christina Ricci's there. She's already there. You know they got to take. He's got to take Elijah Wood. Back. I love the like, look that um, Joan Allen gives Christina Ricci when she, she finds says, her in the bed. Like get dressed, yeah. get dressed. We're going. That she kind of wants to say something, but she knows who am I to talk? Like <laughs> who are what? What, to like talk? what I've been up to the past few hours? Like. <laughs> Get dressed. We're yeah, that's yeah. the best part about mm-hmm. the parents in this movie is that they can't they can't really lecture any of the children. Exactly, when they yeah. catch them doing anything yeah. like like minimally wrong. They they really can't say anything. Yeah, because they're doing all of that, but also worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what that's my question. When you know, after Kevin Klein catches them the first time, and he's just like, you know, he takes her out of the house, but then when. On their walk home, when he's just like, I'm not mad at yeah, you. Yeah, I mentioned that Yeah, before. and you mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. And he said, I really just kind of think that he's a loser. He more just doesn't like – he just doesn't like the kid. Or do you think he's just trying to be a cool dad? Maybe a little bit of both. That's what I was like not mm-hmm. kind of under – like or not kind of clear on. And even Christina Ricci says dad's going through his whole up with people mm-hmm. thing. I think he's more mad that the kid's mom abandoned him. At yeah, their also, house. yeah. Also, that too. That he's just like, ugh, this family. Yeah, <laughs> like it could have been any other kid, and he probably wouldn't have even cared all that much because mm-hmm. he's a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But Kevin Klein is so charming. Oh, he's so hot. That that's the thing. It's just like I don't. I don't feel like he's not like. I don't feel like he's such a bad character just because he's just charming the pants off me. Yeah, the whole time. The whole time. So I'm like, is he supposed to be a bad dad? Yeah, I he- mean, there's something a little more successful about his characterization than something like. 
Kevin Spacey as Lester Burnham too. Oh, Lester Burnham. That it never gets like (laughs) it never gets too preachy or like classic midlife crisis. You're right. Yeah. And I think that's the thing about Lester Mm -hmm. Burnham is that he's Mm -hmm. he's very midlife crisis-y. Yeah. And this character, Kevin Klein's character, is just not like he's just like a he's just a dad like a a dad just going through it. Like he's just going. Yeah. Yeah. Like he never it never turns into a cliche of a man. That's of and a that's man it. trying that's what to Lester like, is cliched. It's yeah. very like like his wife really hates him. Yeah. Like um, Annette Bening is just so good in that. Movie. I mean, <laughs> so that's so what's great. interesting about so re-examining American Beauty now. That it's almost a stronger movie if you go at it thinking Lester is full of shit and look at this woman that spent her whole life trying to become the American ideal. And she's got to this point where oh, I felt terrible. It's all idiot falling apart around her. (laughs) I like I watch American Beauty. Like I probably watched it about a year ago, and the whole time I just felt terrible for Annette Bening. Yeah, the whole time I was just like, God damn, this poor woman. Like I could give a shit about Kevin Spacey. Yeah, totally. Like I really like. It's not like even like in retrospect. Like I don't even think it's his film. Like I really think that I just I feel so bad about everybody else but Kevin Spacey. Sure. I just feel like he's a pedophile. (laughs) I feel like he is just like I don't care what he's going through at all and kind of how american beauty ends that it just sort of wraps itself up with this nice bow of like this very like reflective beyond the grave speeches like all you need to do is look around you and see how beautiful the world is and then you get an ending like the ice (laughs) storm (laughs) that you sort of leave all of these tragic characters in this moment grieving over this dead child exactly and if you look at the if when you, when kevin klein turns back and looks at toby mcguire in that instance toby mcguire looks a lot like elijah wood yeah they yeah. like have a very similar yeah. feature-esque like yeah. just the way they, they look and so like i feel eyes. like he looks at him and like kind of just sees elijah wood in that moment mm-hmm. and and just, just sort of, of this tragic event has bonded this family Sure. Too, that kind of like the Fantastic Four. Yes. <laughs> They're kind of emerging Absolutely. out of all of this as these versions of these superheroes, too. For sure. You see them now sort of reunited. Yeah. I do want to mention about where this movie leaves Sigourney Weaver. That I think it's very interesting and restrained that you don't get the big her reaction. reaction shot yeah. of her discovering her dead son. Yeah, I think that I think that Ang Lee is smart enough to know that I'm not going to give you that. Yeah, I'm going to give you this very sad. Yeah, close up. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you this very sad close up of her and her those big eyes hearing her husband crying too. Yeah, that it's one of those things that like maybe if they did have the big dramatic scene where she were to come out and see him dead in the middle of the living room, maybe like this would be what. Win Sigourney Weaver an Oscar. She was nominated for a Golden Globe. She was nominated okay. for a Golden Globe, for and she won the BAFTA. Yeah, too. Really. And I hate to keep bringing mm-hmm. the book back up, but in the book, she does. Like, she does go out. She does. Like, mm-hmm. and it says that she like goes through this like twisted emotional like array of like just everything. Like, she's yeah. laughing, crying, like sobbing, like snot, like, and it's really disgusting. And like, and it would have been interesting to see that. But I'm just glad. I'm glad we didn't. Yeah, I'm really yeah. glad we didn't. Because like, yeah, it would have been great. You know, just to see Sigourney Weaver do that, but. Mm-hmm. It it just it I I don't think it, it's not that movie. It wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. yeah, it really wouldn't have been the same. Just like right when she's about to go into 
like she gets back from having sex with the, the son mm-hmm. and then she is about to go into Elijah Wood's room yeah. and then she she doesn't. Yeah. Did you um did you listen to the or did you watch the documentary in the Criterion when she talks about shooting that scene? Uh I I did. Yeah, yes. and how sort of her first reactions were to go and check in on my son yes. and Ang Lee is just no. like no, you're not going to do that. And then like she, what kind she, of said something, you're though. so ashamed of That's yourself that yes. you can't even do it. And then she said, OK. And she didn't She's understand. Like, oh, okay. She didn't understand it first. Mm-hmm. But then she got it later. I think okay. she mentioned something like that. Oh, it's so good. The <laughs> criterion's good. Yeah, um, we we have we both of us have the Criterion Collection. Stanley, you have it, and Scott I and do. I own it. Ours is the DVD. That was an early that was one. an early purchase of mine. It was an early mm-hmm. Criterion purchase. Now, of are, are Criterion's like this good? Like, are are all of them pretty like, much usually? Yeah, yeah, okay, because yeah, this is the first you. one I've ever. I'll had. show you all my. Okay. Uh, we've got a, a good collection. Mm-hmm. They have what are their supplemental features? They're not. They're not bonus. They're not bonus materials. materials. They're the supplements. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that this one like it has mm-hmm. like different names for it, like mm-hmm. the timeline. Yeah, not, yes. like, not scenes. Chapter the selection. Timeline. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And I liked that. Criterion's yeah. very hoity-toity. Oh yeah. Um, uh, oh, we love it. Once upon a time, I thought that it would be really fun to do a Criterion podcast, and then I searched it and I saw there's like. 20 a lot yeah <laughs> there's like a lot so i was just like mm, maybe not so much original idea yeah yeah um so i mean this movie is like it it stays with you when you first see it i feel like it's very yeah. it's very like um emotional it's not like the characters are having these it, big emotional I think breakdowns. It sort of but affects, it's, it's I think that it yeah. affects me more as I get older. Mm-hmm. Sure. That sort of when I was 17 years old and I watched uh-huh. this movie, I don't think – I mean even though I loved it and it was something yeah. that I had never seen before, yeah. I don't think I could connect on it. I don't think I could, I could connect with it on an emotional level as I do watching this movie in my mid-30s. Right. I certainly did not understand it when I was 11 years old. <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked it a lot because I, I loved the actors because I've always I've, I've always loved movies and I've always loved like mm-hmm. the actors that are in this movie, but I, I, I certainly did not get it. But uh, again, as a d- d- mid-30s, like I, it, it completely resonates in a much different way. And I don't have kids Yeah, it's or an anything, interesting but, movie yeah. to discover when you're young as opposed to revisiting it now exactly exactly yeah because when you're young you watch it and you're relating to the 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 kids the kid characters. and now you just think about the adults yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and relationships and all of yeah that. so yeah definitely and like with i mean movies like this when we were young were just fun to discover too sure that i had never really heard about this movie when it came out because it was released the end of 97 Around mm-hmm. the time Titanic came out. I was, like, obsessed wow. with Titanic yeah. around the time this movie came oh, out. I love Titanic. I mean, kind Crazy. of around... I mean, maybe the reason why a movie like this got overlooked was, like, yeah. the wild success of a movie like Titanic. Yeah. Or two. even, like, <laughs> L.A. Confidential. Like, all of yes. these yeah. movies that just sort wow. of overshadowed it at yeah. the time. Sure. Yeah. And Scream 2. Scream 2. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. With Laurie Metcalf. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You could the... almost see Laurie Metcalf playing the Allison Janney role. Oh, it would have been great. <laughs> it would have been great. I would and have loved Jackie. that. That would have been terrific. Yeah, that would have been really good. <laughs> but yeah, just sort of tracking this movie down after reading some little blurbs about it mm-hmm. and watching it. Yeah. I think to me what initially brings me in 
into a movie like this is the period yeah, and the style, definitely. the style of the movie, and 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 the fact that it is so successful in transporting you to this kind of moment in time. That's what I really loved about it initially, and then just seeing these like great performances by amazing women. All oh, the women especially. Yeah, yeah. The like the men, sure. Like Kevin Klein is always, always good, no yeah. matter what. Have you guys ever seen a movie called The Anniversary Party? Yes. I, yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. Oh, I love it's it. It's good, but it's it's dated in that way that independent movies are dated okay. when they were made in the early 2000s. Okay, yeah. touche. Touche. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah, like yeah. Kevin Klein in that one. Yeah. I like him a lot. I mean, movie. you see Gwyneth Paltrow play herself. You, you she, really brings, she brings drugs to the party. You really do. Yep. I just haven't met a lot of people who have seen that movie, so it's just funny yeah. to Yeah. And that's another movie that was like the cool independent movie when I was young yeah. that I had to track down. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I had just read something in Premiere Magazine about it. But that's mm-hmm. like another movie. And it movie just sounded interesting. That people, who, if they haven't seen it, you're like, oh, watch that. <laughs> Same with yeah. The Ice Storm. A lot of people haven't seen it. Like my boyfriend, he had never seen it until mm-hmm. last Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, you okay. have to watch this movie. Yeah. And then he watched it and he was like, wow. Like, yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised I've never seen this, and I'm like nobody else has either. <laughs> like a lot of people really have have not seen this movie, and I just wish more people have. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think Ke- Kevin Klein. I mean, we we talked about him in Soap Dish. Mm-hmm. Kevin Klein can just so good can still get it. Yeah, he's so hot. <laughs> he's so hot. He's so hot. <laughs> I love him in French Kiss. But very, but also very unassuming. You feel like he's not like he's kind of attainable. I don't know mm-hmm. something about him. You're just like, oh, I just love him. Is um, he still married to Phoebe Cates? I think so. Yeah. Oh, she's so yep, lucky. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's just a lot of uh, things in this movie that like we latch on to. I feel like um, just under the umbrella of like why we as like homos are just like oh the ice storm's great mm-hmm. and maybe my straight friends are like that movie is cool it's fine whatever <laughs> but you're like <laughs> but i'm just like but sigourney weaver's hair though sigourney weaver's hair, <laughs> that's though. a big part of it that pile of hair <laughs> oh whatever whoever did those wigs man the like... image of joan <laughs> allen on that bike Oh, yeah, in oh, yeah. the coat that she's wearing. Yeah. So good. Her beautiful yeah. blonde wig. So good. Joan Allen's old face. Yeah. Oh, Her man. old face. And what, when will she and Toby reunite for um, Pleasantville? Is that after this or before oh, this? Oh, it was after. It's after. They did Pleasantville, Pleasantville after. was Pleasantville was 98. 98. It's, okay. There's a lot of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon type of stuff in this movie. Yeah. yeah a lot of actors that yeah, kind of so. reunite like later on or before. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Christina Ricci and David Krumholtz were in Adam Semley Values. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, Toby McGuire and Christina Ricci did Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, geez. They're both in there? Yeah. yeah. And then, That's uh, right. Oh, gosh. And they the, both play kind of weird, like, characters. cameo characters, yeah, too. Yeah, like, okay. weird, like, because characters. Because Toby McGuire is the guy that they pick up off the side of the road, and Christina Ricci meets him in the elevator. Yeah. Like, uh. she's just the very 60s girl. Yeah. Um, okay. It's weird, weird stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. And like we mentioned about Christina Ricci, I mean, what a time in her career. Yeah. Like going from Ice Storm, Opposite of Sex, Buffalo 66, yeah. Sleepy Hollow. That darn cat. And that darn cat. <laughs> I think she did yep. that darn cat in the mm-hmm. middle of this somewhere. Oh, wow. Oh, Sleepy Hollow's a trip, too. What a trip. Yeah, that, blonde, that blonde do that she did. Yeah, that, that blonde This is like our her. fourth Christina Ricci movie that we've done on our show. Adam's so Family Values, Mermaids, Mermaids, Sleepy Hollow as well. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow. And now this. And now the Ice That's Storm. Four. 
Yep. I feel like I was wow. there. I'm like, you did this one and this one and this one. <laughs> you were there with us in spirit. I feel like I was. <laughs> well, I mean, does anybody have any closing remarks? I think it's almost time to wrap it up on Ice Storm. I mean, this movie is incredible. It's one of my favorite movies of the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to, I will second that. And Roger Ebert said the same thing, I think. And so did Gene Siskel. And I don't agree with them on anything ever <laughs> for the most part. And that is something yeah. I will agree with them on. It's just very, like you had said, it captures the time, mm-hmm. like a time that I did not live in, that yeah. I wish I did live in. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the the sets, the locations, the 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 characterizations, mm-hmm. the, the cast, um, it, everything about this movie is really good. It's definitely in my top I, w- I will say top 15 movies of all time. Sure. It really is. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I revisit it a lot more than I should for such a, a bleak, a bleak, <laughs> I, I'm going to say dark little movie. It's a, it's a dark movie. Yeah. It's a little bit of a downer, but you know, and it's, it's not, it's not something that a lot of people have seen and they mm-hmm. really should. Yeah. We definitely recommend, um, seeking this one out if you haven't watched it. It's not streaming on any services for free right now. No. You, you're going to have to rent it. But, you know, it's a $4 rental. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. And it's nineteen ninety nine for this criterion. Hey, oh. Just a heads up. Go pick one up. Hard Plug copy. It. We yeah. love physical media. I <laughs> absolutely do. Yeah. But, um, Big on it. This has been a lot of fun. Thank yeah, you, so you guys. Much. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. This was a great time. Yeah, this definitely. was a great time. Bring me back. Do you, we will definitely bring you back. Yes. On. We'll have you on for something in the future. Um, I know that you uh, are such a huge movie fan, and you write your own movie reviews. I do. Oh gosh, um, <laughs> do you want to play? I, I will. Um, I write to. horror movie reviews on an on an Instagram called Stanny Boy Reviews. Um, that's at Sandy Boy Reviews or um, hashtag Sandy Boy Reviews. And um, that, that's it. Yeah. Quick up. Top five horror movies. Top five horror movies. <laughs> what are oh your favorites? Oh, God. I hate to be cliche. Uh, yeah. Pet Cemetery, the original. Um, Scream 1. Um, and then I'm going to say A Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. And I do like Ginger Snaps as well. I'll throw that one in there as well. <laughs> I love Ginger Ooh, Snaps. We need to get to Ginger Snaps yeah. on the Ginger show. Snaps. I love Ginger Snaps. <laughs> Maybe Part that will be one. next October. Oh, man. Oh, that, it's mm, good. That'll be fun. That'll the be first fun. one. The first one. Of course. Yeah. I just yeah. watched the beginning and it was fucking terrible but the which first one is which great. ginger snaps movie did they like travel back in time that or was something? the beginning the beginning, <laughs> the beginning. Okay. and sure. it's nobody has to watch it i promise okay. you it was just not not great oh, it was not great that the main the main girls are great but whatever the story is just not there all right all right but, well yeah, yeah we'll definitely have you on again for something in the future yeah this was a, a lot of fun this was great for as fun as the ice storm can be yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i mean a, a movie about like that ends with electrocuted children <laughs> an electrocuted elijah wood <laughs> essential essential thanksgiving viewing exactly yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We like holiday fun. <laughs> yeah, holiday sure. fun for sure. Well, have oh, a happy man. Thanksgiving, you guys. You too. Thank you so much. All right, man. We'll see you next time. Yeah, Bye. Bye. <laughs> And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. Once again, another great episode. We're going in de- into December. Yes, indeed. I have our entire December lineup until 2022. 
Wow. Planned. I can't We're believe getting to a lot of great movies to wrap up this year with. Well, that's going to be a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. check that out, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And I think it is about that time. Patreon shout out. Patreon shout outs. Where are you? Oh. There it is. Yes, indeed. We would like to say a big old thank you to our awesome patrons, including Alberto Esperanza, Nicole, Susan, Barry, JJ, Leighton, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Heather, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Josh, Emma, Millie, Aaron, Melinda, Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thank you for being Thanks so much. Head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay for some fun and exciting new content like commentary tracks, newsletters, uh, behind the scenes photos, postcards, all that great stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's uh, like I said, patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. Check it out. There's multiple tiers, multiple options, and um, we'd love it if you could help out. And thank you so much, everybody, for contributing uh, it helps us so much mm-hmm. every month just to keep this show up and running um, for you, our wonderful listeners. We'd also love it if you would rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Smash those stars yes. to the right. Indeed. Please do that. And write us a review. If you write us a review, we'll read it on the show. We love reading reviews on the show, especially if they're good ones. So go over and do that on Apple Podcasts. And we would love it if you'd follow us on any and all the social media platforms, Instagram and uh, Facebook. We are at Movies That Made Us Gay. And on Twitter at MTMUGpod. Yes, indeed. You can follow us personally. My name is Pete. I am at Peter Lasagna on Instagram and Twitter. I am Oscar Scott on Twitter and Scott Youngballer on Instagram. And follow me on Letterboxd. Yes, indeed. Go ahead and follow us anywhere you like. Thank you so much. Uh, Until next time, everybody. We'll see you very, very soon. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.